Welcome to the Business of Influence podcast. I'm your host, Karen White. If you're a creator or a community maker looking to expand your influence, increase revenue, profit, and productivity, you're in the right place. Join me every Tuesday to learn strategies to elevate your career as a professional influencer. Thanks for joining me on today's episode. Now let's get started. Inclusions and exclusions. What are they? Well, they're broadly categorized as the terms and conditions and also separately the elements of what's included or excluded when creating your content or when working with a brand. For the purpose of today's episode, we're going to be referring to the components that are included or excluded as part of your content creation. These are often the finer details where creators can be caught out when a brand requests these as part of your deliverables and you haven't specified that they're either expressly included or excluded. Now, in future episodes, we're going to discuss general terms and conditions that should be documented as part of your scope of works. But today, we are going to be turning our mind to things that you can easily be caught out on when you're delivering your brand campaign. Now, if you've listened to episode one, understanding the brief, you'll have the foundations of how to review a brief from a brand. This is really important as it will help you define the inclusions and exclusions for each campaign that you'll be working on. Now, you might be getting the sense that there's a lot to consider when putting together your quote for a campaign. And there is. And that's because it is the biggest opportunity you have to increase your revenue and equity with the brand, your relationship with the brand. And it is also the step in the process where you can make the greatest mistakes. Now, this is why we've dedicated the first episodes of the podcast so you can start to understand the framework of pricing and quoting when you're working on brand campaigns. And to support you get the hang of it, we're going to give you lots of resources as you build your skills in this space. So listen out to the end of the episode on where you can grab these. Let's get started on today's episode. Now, depending on the type of campaign you've been engaged to complete, it might be a brand collaboration, a public appearance, public speaking, a demonstration or a workshop. There's lots of different ways we know that you can work with brands. You'll need to consider and vary the inclusions and exclusions. What we're going to do is break today's episode into two segments. First up, we've got the inclusions and then after that, we're going to look at exclusions. Starting with the inclusions, 
Many of these should be noted as standard when you prepare your quote or scope of work for the brand. And then you can work through any variables that you might need to introduce depending on the elements or style of campaign that you're working on. Inclusion number one, pre-approval and revisions. And I'm talking about pre-approval of the content that you produce and the number of revisions that the brand might be entitled to make if there is a pre-approval process in play. Now, where possible, you really want to try and remove pre-approval of your content and any revisions. The bigger the campaign that you work on, the more likely it is that the brand will want pre-approval of your content. If this is the case, include pre-approval of content with, say, one round of revision. So that means that you'll submit the content to the brand and you'll give them just one opportunity to come back and revise. Now, this number of revisions requested by the brand will vary depending on the type and volume of content being produced. So start low with the number of revisions that the brand is entitled to and then negotiate this as part of your overall campaign negotiation. But for small entry-level campaigns and probably low-fee, low-deliverable campaigns, pre-approval of content really is something that you should not offer to the brand. Number two, at tags, hashtags and swipe ups. So naturally you're going to include the use of brand nominated hashtags and you might want to limit that. So you might say a maximum of three. The brand at tag and a unique URL swipe up. So that might be a swipe up that you're using in an Instagram story or a link in bio or something like that. Now, you do want to specify the maximum number of tags that you're willing to use and you may, depending on what country you're based in, but it's most likely that you'll need to allow for something like hashtag ad or hashtag sponsored or similar for branded content if you're not using a native branded collaboration tool within the platform. Number three, display of content. Now, this one is an easy one because it sits really nicely as a value add. You can note in your inclusions that the content will remain on your channels for the duration of the campaign period plus a minimum period of time. So it could be you're going to let the brand know that you will display the post on your feed plus one week, plus six months or two years. It's up to you to decide. But Note it there as an inclusion because you're probably going to do it anyway and it just shows up as a value add and it demonstrates to the brand that you're thinking about adding value into the relationship and adding value to the content that you're creating. Number four, a briefing call. Now, we've spoken about briefing calls in previous episodes. Often they won't be required in uh, smaller campaigns. Again, as you scale up your campaigns, it is more likely the brand's going to want some sort of briefing call with you. So you can simply note in your inclusions that you're prepared to attend a briefing call. 
with full attentiveness to instructions and directions to ensure mutual success. It's some really nice wording, a little bit of warm and fuzzy. Again, it's showing the brand that you're committed to mutual success in this campaign. Now, if you miss the wording of this or any other wording that we use in the episode, have a look at the show notes afterwards because it will all be clearly set out there. Now, number five, talent channel distributions. So in your inclusions, you want to note the creation and distribution of content to your channels as described in your quote or your scope of works. So what you're saying to the brand is that you are going to create and publish this content on your talent channels. So elsewhere in your scope of work, you might have said, okay, well, we're going to do three TikTok posts, one Instagram reel and three Instagram story sets. That's in your deliverables. In your inclusions, you want to note that you are going to create and distribute the content as described in the quote or otherwise as mutually agreed. Often you'll find during a campaign that the brand might want to tweak the deliverables and you can either agree to change the deliverables or what you're required to do that's sometimes good because there's an opportunity for creating additional revenue for yourself or renegotiating the campaign. But this is some tidy wording for you to use in your inclusions. Number six, usage rights. Include a statement in your inclusions along the lines of usage rights for brand properties as described in this quote. This is letting the brand know that they are allowed to use the content that's created as agreed. So you might have said in your scope of works or your quote that the brand can republish the content organically on their brand channels. Or you might have said that the brand can distribute the content through their own channels and third-party channels. Whatever the distribution is, you just want to note an inclusion, a statement that says that you're giving usage rights to the brand as described. And that makes it very clear that any variation to those usage rights gives you some entitlements. And again, that might be where you need to come back and renegotiate a fee or ask for something else if the brand has used the content outside the scope for which was agreed and for which you've been paid for. Now, in this section here, we're still talking about inclusions, but I want to talk a little bit about live events. As influencers and content creators, you might often be invited to attend live events. Think film screenings, PR activations, in-store activations. There's lots of invitations that go out from brands now asking for influencer appearances. So there's some things that you really need to consider when you do this. This is not necessarily the pretty side of things, but it's a practical and functional side of things that you need to consider. And again, some of these are just demonstrating value back to the brand by offering these as your inclusions. So number seven, the supply of talent images. And potentially, if you've got one, a biography. So if you're going to an event and the brand wants to do some PR and you've agreed that that's okay, 
Give them the image that you want them to use, if possible, if they're not taking ones at the event. You know, so if they're promoting event ahead of time, give them your favourite bio photo and your written biography. And that way you're controlling how you're being presented in the brand's media. Number eight, time allowance pre-event. So just let the brand know that within your quote, you've considered a time allowance before the event to develop resources. So for instance, if the brands ask you to come in and deliver a workshop or maybe recipes or makeup looks or a styling session, you need some time to think about and plan what you're going to do at the event and to create relevant and engaging speaking points. So you're going to want to limit the amount of work you put in pre-event, you might want to say four hours to deliver a 40-minute workshop and review briefing material. But note on your inclusions that you've made a time allowance for pre-event to develop resources. And then similarly, as we move into number nine, a time allowance on event day. So this is the time allowance that you're making on the day of the event for any final briefing or preparation or run sheet responsibilities. So if you're turning up to a a movie premiere, that's one thing, but you might be speaking on stage for a brand. You might be invited to attend as a a keynote speaker or speak on a panel. So you'll need to make allowance on the day to go in. You'll need to be mic'd up. You might need to have technical checks. You might need a time allowance for professional hair and makeup. They might want rehearsals. So you need to consider what time allowance is needed on event day and bring that into your inclusions. And continuing to talk about live events for the remainder of these inclusions, now I'm going to speak about event assets. So if there is a live event, there's a strong likelihood that the brand is going to want to capture their own assets, their own photos and videos, sound bites, whatever, during the event for organic display on their brand channels or potentially for PR and pay distribution. So if you're including this as part of your deliverables, you obviously need to factor it into your pricing. But, you know, if you're going to a movie premiere, you probably want to say, yep, that's great PR for me. I don't need to worry about that. But if you're paid to speak at an event, you don't necessarily want the brand to capture all the assets and then use them at their discretion in brand created content when being paid. So think about the event that you're attending and think about what assets that the brand might create from that event and whether you want to include those as part of deliverables so you quote and be paid for them or they're just like PR opportunities that you're going to give the brand for free. Something also that you'll need to think about at number 11 is the wardrobe. Occasionally, you might be required to wear a specific wardrobe for an event. Usually, most people prefer to wear their own clothes and, you know, you will supply the wardrobe. And that will probably nine times out of ten be the case. So, again, an inclusion you can note on your quote is the wardrobe will be supplied by the talent unless otherwise requested by the brand. 
Again, that's just showing the brand that you're thinking about what they might need on the day and how you're preparing and committed to that mutual success. Another inclusion, a license for the brand to publish material on talent channels. Number 13, a commitment to success. So you can include a statement along the lines of an experienced creator, or in brackets team if you have one, to deliver end-to-end campaign or event deliverables. And this is a nice you know, warm and fuzzy to include before we start moving into the exclusions, which should sit underneath and in the next section of your quote or statement of work. When we talk about exclusions, you might be uncomfortable about stating what is excluded on a quote or your your scope or statement of works, but it is really important to do this. As we said at the top of the episode, you don't want to be caught out partway through a campaign or even at the end of a campaign when the brand has an expectation that you're going to do something that you potentially haven't considered. The really nice thing about doing all this groundwork up front, so reviewing the brief, doing your upsells, pricing your campaign, looking at your inclusions and exclusions. It's setting a really transparent framework of how you're going to work with the brand on this campaign. So nothing's left up in the air. No one's unsure about what's going to happen as the campaign unfolds. It's a positive thing to do this because also when you cite an exclusion, the brand might come back to you and say, hey, actually, we thought this was going to be included. Are you able to include it for us? And that gives you a beautiful opportunity to say, I'd be delighted to include this. And the fee for including this component is this much. So it gives you an opportunity to have that negotiation and dialogue with the brand and potentially upsell Or alternatively, you can include that, so take an exclusion and move it up into your inclusions as a value add to the brand. So you might go back to the brand and say, you know what, typically I charge to include this work as part of my deliverables. However, as a value add to you for this campaign, I'm willing to include it without any further charge to you. So there's ways that you can frame it positively. And I actually enjoy this process because, A, as I said earlier, it sets transparency for how you're going to be working with the brand, but it's also still part of this ongoing negotiation process. You're kind of nutting out the detail. And often when we raise these things in our documents, in our quote, the brand might not even have thought of something. So they might not have considered that you need to have time allowance pre-event or that they wanted pre-approval of your content. So it might trigger the brand to tighten up their brief or the campaign itself. So it is a really good opportunity to have that dialogue with the brand. So let's start talking about exclusions. Number one is content quality. I always note this as my number one exclusion. It's a habit. And the statement that I include is, 
professional editing of talent content not supplied by the brand. And this means that the content that you're going to supply is what the brand would typically see you produce and publish on your own channels and that you're not going to have it professionally edited. Pretty straightforward. Number two, supply of product. Now, as we spoke about in previous episodes, it's most likely that you're going to be promoting a product, sometimes services, but generally a product. So the brand has to be responsible for supply of product to you. If you have to pay for a product, that's not an influencer campaign. That's a sale for the brand, right? So you should not be paying for the supply of any product. So note it there as an exclusion on your quote or statement of work. Number three, faulty and or missing product. Again, this relates to the brand supplying the product. So if they are supplying the product, make sure that you also cover off that they're responsible for replacing any faulty, missing or undelivered product. Number four, return of product. Note that there will not be a return of any products that are used for your talent content. So the brand might try it on and say to you, hey, yep, we're going to give you this product, but after you've finished with it, we'd like you to return it. No, no. There might be exceptions to this rule and we have worked with brands where we might be producing content and there's only demonstration models available or very limited quantities of product available. And so sometimes we need to make a variation or consideration if this is the case. But if the product has to be returned, note that it needs to be at the brand expense with reasonable wear and tear because you will be using the product to create content And there might be some wear and tear that happens as a consequence of you creating your content. So just have that clearly noted because all of a sudden you do not want the brand coming back to you and say, hey, there's a a scratch on this or a wrinkle or a tear if it's reasonable wear and tear. Number five is on props. Now, we don't use this often, but it's been requested often enough for me to want to raise this for you to consider as an exclusion. So if brands have requested the use of specific props in your content, so that's in addition to any product that they might supply, you need to note that these are excluded or you need to have costed them into your quote. Number six in our exclusions, and that's exclusivity. Again, we've spoken about this across our previous episodes, It's really important that you consider exclusivity and where possible, avoid granting exclusivity to the brand. Don't give the brand exclusivity because it is unlikely that the brand is going to want to pay you the fee that should be aligned to any exclusivity provisions. So note it on there that exclusivity is excluded. Number seven, date blockouts. Now, you might already have other campaigns booked on your content calendar or you have specific exclusion periods due to other commitments. 
you know, a common example of this might be is if you have campaign exclusivity with another brand. So you've successfully negotiated exclusivity or content with another brand and you do not want to dilute the value of that content by saturating your feed with additional SponCon. Or you might have been cast on a TV show and the network might have control or rights over your channel. So if you need to consider date blockouts as an exclusion, you could use wording such as any date exclusions for publication of content on talent channels will be subject to the confirmation of the talent. All of these exclusions are quite important, but the next four I want you to give me your full attention for. These ones are extra important. Number eight, campaign insights. So this is the end of the campaign or campaign progress insights or social metrics for any content delivered via your channels. Again, we've spoken about this in previous episodes and that metrics reporting is time consuming and you want to avoid it if possible. Unless you are getting paid properly to prepare reporting, do not provide the insights to the brand. At minimum, you may elect to give them some screenshots of your analytics and insights, but if the brand is requesting a report, charge a fee to prepare a report. And if you've been engaged by a brand to deliver content over an extended period of time, so three months or six months or 12 months, and the brand wants interim reporting, you might also want to consider pricing that in. So, Otherwise, you should note it as an exclusion. Now, the next three statements are just clear copy and paste. If you can't write the words quickly down as you're listening to the podcast, go to the show notes and copy and paste the wording, which will be on display on the website. Number nine, content distribution. Your statement to write is distribution of any content in any format including usage rights for social and digital media, TV, radio, OOH, which stands for out of home, or print publications unless otherwise specified. Number 10, the statement you are going to write, is content rights. Any content, distribution, purpose, use, territory, or term not expressly covered in this scope of work, or call it a quote if you're calling your document a quote. And finally, number 11, reuse of material. Reuse of material for future campaigns. Now, these might sound somewhat similar, but they do have different meanings. So it's really good to expressly make these statements So it's very clear to the brand that they cannot use your content in any way unless it's been agreed. Now we're very close to wrapping up our 
exclusions and today's episode. But I've got three more exclusions I want you to consider and these are in relation to live events. So earlier in the episode, we discussed some inclusions that you want to consider for live events and now we're going to give you the exclusions you want to consider for live events if you are participating in live events. Number one is travel costs. If you need to fly somewhere and have accommodation and airport transfers, you want to be paid for that. And similarly, you might also want to be paid for a local transfer. Perhaps you need to go to an event, it's going to finish very late, you know that there might be potentially alcohol consumption or you do not want to drive or you do not want to park or parking is not practical in the location you're going to. So consider the travel costs and you might want to say something like travel costs including any flights or transfers for any location outside your, insert the name of your city, metro area. Number two, hair and makeup. If you're doing a live event, and especially if that live event is being filmed or recorded, you probably want to have professional hair and makeup done. And if you're in that space, you might be aware that the level of professional hair and makeup that is done is different for photography than it is for filming. So the cost scales up depending on what is being produced. So you want the brand to cover hair and makeup costs. This also applies probably if you're doing a campaign shoot for the brand on location. And finally, number three is insurance. You want to make sure the brand has fulfilled their obligations around insurance. Now, you should probably have your own insurance. Again, that's going to vary depending on where you're based, what country you live in. But I have seen people fall off stages, break bones, suffer injuries, trip backstage. These things happen and you do not think about them until it happens to you or someone you know. So you do want to think about your own insurance, but you want to check with the brand that they've got proper insurance in place. So you can note that down as an exclusion on your quote or statement of work. So there we have it. There was, again, a lot of information there. And if you're new to this space, it's going to feel perhaps quite unfamiliar and quite uncomfortable. And this might need to be an episode that you listen back over or you listen to with the show notes that are available on the website. Just take your time. When you are learning to quote campaigns, It is a skill that you will build and learn. Just like you've learned to edit your videos and learn about the best ring light and what angle suits you when you're creating content or your best SEO practices if you're a blogger or how to cook a great recipe if you're a recipe creator. You have the skills to learn this because you're a content creator. So you do understand all of these things that we're talking about today, you just need to start incorporating them into your practices when you're quoting and working with a brand. So we need to stop 
and think about the process that you're going to go through when creating your campaign or event with the brand. Write a list of all the things that you'll need to do to complete the deliverables and use this to draw up your inclusions and exclusions. Taking the time to do this when quoting and negotiating the campaign really can save a lot of heartache if things go wrong. And also it's got the added benefit of making sure that you've properly priced your campaign and made as much profit as possible from your work. The lists that we've spoken about today, so the inclusions and the exclusions, they're not exhaustive. They're not all the inclusions and exclusions that you'll ever need on a brand campaign. As we've mentioned in previous episodes, each campaign's different. So you've got to put your thinking caps on. The list we've spoken about today is a starting point for you to consider the whole process of delivering your campaign and what needs to be costed into your quote or what needs to be covered by the brand. Creating content takes skill and effort. You want to be properly rewarded for this and make enough money for your efforts. There's nothing worse than being out of pocket on a campaign. We all know that exposure does not pay the bills. So I hope you found the inclusions and exclusions episode useful. You can grab all of the detailed show notes and the wording that I've spoken about from today's episode, plus additional resources at thebusinessofinfluence.com forward slash et four. That's EP4. In our first four episodes, we've really done a lot of work on setting you up to understand a brief and price your campaign. We nearly completed these fundamentals and we're going to do that across the next few episodes. We're going to be talking about the importance of a scope of work and how to prepare a scope of work. The next week's episode, we're going to talk about how you get paid on time. Because as we said earlier, we want to be paid and rewarded for our efforts. So it's really important to introduce a few tactics on how to get paid on time for your campaign. And that's what we'll talk about in next week's episode. Until then, stay creative. Stay creative.